Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. And today I am joined by my friend, Lauren Browning. Lauren is the co-founder of Ricky Rum. It's a swimsuit line that is 100% sustainable. Uh, it's made from 100, their, their suits are made from 100% recycled materials. The exciting thing about Lauren, beyond making a swimsuit that I love so much, is that Lauren and I go way back. Uh, we both worked at Business Insider. And when she came to work for the company, we got buddied up as BI buddies, where <laughs> I was her lifeline if she had questions like, you know, where's the bathroom and how does the printer work? Um, we have remained friends. It's been like, what, six, seven years, Lauren? Uh, yeah, seven years. <laughs> At least. Yeah. And now she is off on her own. She's about to go to business school. And while having a full time job, um, while planning her wedding, um, which happened during COVID and she just got back from her honeymoon, uh, she has launched um, three years running now this incredible business. And I wanted to have her on the show. Lauren, welcome. Thank you, Caroline. I'm so flattered and honored by that that lovely introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. I want to make I want to make it clear you did not have a COVID wedding. You had a, a small right. family only gathering, but you just got you just got back from your incredible honeymoon. Are you jet lagged? So jet lagged. Um, I have slept I think six hours in the last forty eight hours. Oh my gosh! Fell asleep at eight last night Wyatt and I could not stay awake we tried to make it later but we both passed out by eight and then he has the audacity to go to the bathroom at 2 30 in the morning Wyatt just which... pissed the bed <laughs> do not uh, literally <laughs> did it wake you up are he you a light sleeper said... I'm the lightest sleeper such a light sleeper he said he actually did consider doing that being the bed because he knows like he doesn't want to poke the bear um so I've been up since 30 this morning um, oh but yeah I'm so happy to be here uh, this is my the bright spot in my day after <laughs> no sleep <laughs> well I'm really happy to have you um Lauren recently so you launched you got you and Marissa um started Ricky Rum which is named after your dad your your late father um in 2016 mm -hmm. but you officially launched your first line in 2018 and since then you guys have done like a ton of it's just the two of you. You've done a ton of growing and a ton of changing. Um, and you recently sent me one of your new suits from this summer's line. I love it. It's really comfortable. Yay. You did a really, really I'm so great glad job. To hear that. It is. Um, I don't have any like ribbed suits. And when I saw that you guys did a ribbed suit, I was like, oh, I have to I have to try it. So it's like um it's like a high-waisted ribbed bottom um, and a top that's a little like like a high neck cut. And I think I did mix and match, right? I think I did one bottom from one and one top from the other. And um, I think – no, I sent you the Katama suit. No, I, I did the Katama, the, the full Katama. Yep, the full Katama. The yes. full Katama. And the ribbed material is my favorite. It's, it's so soft. It's so soft. I mean, mm -hmm. I ripped open that package. I wore it in the hot tub. <laughs> it's super flattering. Like, usually I actually don't even like, like, a cup, uh, like a, a little padded cup, but it doesn't even feel like padding. It just feels like it's exactly. like a little bucket for my boot, like a boob bucket. <laughs> it's exactly. Just like, a little boob bucket. Yeah, like a little boob purse. <laughs> No, that's <laughs> that's a perfect way of describing it. I agree. I don't like when things are overly padded. I feel like they can almost make when there's too much padding, it can almost make you look 
like, like that's not my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like a big, so- like a big sausage chest. Which, right, exactly. Just like one big padded. And especially when you have like a bigger boob like I do, like sometimes you're like, what? Like, why are you giving me padding? Like I have more than enough boob. Like I'm not looking to like increase. There's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. Yeah. I thought you guys did such a nice job. It's a really great suit. And I know that this was such a labor of love. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is that like, I have no idea. And I assume G thanks listeners. Some of them don't have any idea. I want to like hear from you, like that real nitty gritty. Now I know I had tried a one piece from you guys, like maybe two summers ago, you were still in your like figuring it out period. And I'm like, Caroline are extra small that summer. Like would have fit my three-year-old niece. Besides you, so <laughs> was that a manufacturing <laughs> issue? Like what happened and how do you fix it? Um, that is a great question. So we did our samples to save money mm-hmm. at the time um one-sided and when you make the suit double-sided it totally affects the stretch which you think that I would have thought that but I have zero experience in fashion design zero experience in um swim or anything like that sewing don't know how to sew uh-huh. um so that was something that we didn't think about so when we did our samples you know one-sided um they fit fine and then we made them reversible and it totally warped the stretch Mm. so that was a huge learning point for us two years ago we did a small run that year had so much good feedback and constructive feedback and we're like okay like we're like we're designing and I say we my co-founder Marissa um is a friend from home uh she's amazing and yeah you guys should check her out you'll see her pop up on our um, Insta every once in a while, mm-hmm. but uh, she's she's fantastic. Um, but yeah, we just were trying to figure out, you know, how to do this. Like we want to design from a consumer perspective because that's what we are. We're consumers who are unhappy, and we're like, let's try to solve this. Um, so there's been a million learning points along the way. But yes, I remember when you ordered that, and I when I got those in, especially those extra smalls, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this. These are meant to be for millennial women, but this could fit my my toddler niece. <laughs> yeah, this is for Claire, who's four. This is for Claire. <laughs> um, yep. I loved that suit so much, but you're right. That was the issue with it was it, I had gotten the reversible one piece, loved the color, loved the uh, loved everything about it, but then it fit incorrectly, and I thought like there was nothing wrong with it from like a like a because I knew I was coming in at a you know in early days for you guys and what I really appreciated was like that you wanted feedback that you asked for feedback um and that's something I so just like would not have thought about because um we had a an episode a couple months ago actually probably longer than that um with uh a woman Cora who does like lingerie reviews and talks about like bra fits and underwear fits or whatever. And what I learned from that conversation and what I think I'm getting from you is like, it is so much harder to, to fit a bra or a bathing suit or a pair of underwear than anyone thinks. Like, it seems like it should be so easy because it's like minimal fabric and it's like, well, it fits your body. So it's like, just, it just fits to your body, but it is actually like way harder than anyone. So much harder. Thinks. And like I mean, you think, right. There's elastic in it. Yes. You think, oh, that's easy. It'll stretch to everyone. Like it does not totally stretch the way you think it's going to. Right. Yeah. And with bras, it's like band size. And that's why no one knows their size and no one knows how to measure. And like, how original bras and I assume original bathing suits were like made to fit like a specific like standard of sizing that has like absolutely changed. Um, And if you're not the one, you know, making literally like making the suit yourself, there's so much of that that you have to communicate to, to your, you know, your manufacturer. And you know, my favorite bathing suit is my $25 one from Amazon. Like that yes, is my I tried I actually and true. bought that one. Well, how do you, how do you feel about you it? it? Um, it doesn't, the top fits me. The bottom doesn't fit me. Right. That's so interesting. Will you wear the top with other, with your own bottoms? Yeah. I'll mix and match. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. But, um, no, it's funny that you say that though. Like it is so hard to fit a suit. So 
the reason why it worked this year is because I just made my own size chart. Right. I said, I'm not going off of like what anyone else is doing. I actually compiled like, I don't know, 40, 50 different size charts mm-hmm. and then started asking my friends for measurements. And I was wow. like, I'm just going to make my own because nothing out there is universal or standard. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to make our own size chart this year and we're going to start from scratch and it's going to be great. That's amazing. And I love that you use the word, the two words universal and standard because like our favorite brand, universal standard, um, kind of does the same thing, which is that like, what is the size chart that we're all working off of? Like this is not... It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And also we talked about this all the time. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. Like every store is different. So like once you master like what your size is in one store, you're like, okay, I'm going to the next store. And they're like, well, no, that's not your size here. And you're like, it should be my size everywhere. Like this should be, (laughs) this should be it. You guys did such an awesome job. I know that you, um, became more size inclusive this summer, which I appreciate as someone in a, like a, a smaller plus size body, but I can see the direction you guys are heading in, which is like more suits to fit more bodies. What, what do you make of the whole idea of, you know, of companies who say, well, it's too expensive, to include such a a range of sizes you know what's your approach to that I think that's bullshit Mm -hmm. the average uh woman size in the U.S. is like a 14 or a 16 I believe um and so how can you just if that's the average you're catering to such a small window and we wanted extend sizes even more so in the future um we wanted to like make sure that this new size chart that we created actually worked before we really expanded um into different sizing we didn't even do an extra small this year I've never sold an extra small um in the past three years okay that is so so interesting because you would think by the amount of extra small things out there that like everyone is an extra small. I would assume you would I've have sold, sold more one. extra larges. I have sold. Yeah. So I've sold more extra larges than extra smalls. I mean, that's, that's very telling about you know, the landscape of bodies versus what the fashion mm-hmm. industry thinks the landscape of, because actually, I mean, look, and no shade and no hate at all to extra smalls. There are plenty of petite extra smalls out there but you see extra small options in a way that suggests the majority of people are fitting into an extra small um I think it's laughable when I'm on a website shopping for clothes and they have they they have seen like three x's in front of the small yes, now extra like, extra what? small I'm like who is that for like once again right it's Claire it's Claire sized it's Claire stuff. Claire, by the way, you guys, if you didn't catch that, is is Lauren's niece who is like in kindergarten. Um, is she in kindergarten yet? <laughs> she is starting kindergarten uh, in September, so I, she just finished up wow. preschool. Okay, yeah. Kudos to me for I like have now like I I'm so impressed internalized Claire's trajectory of life that I know exactly how old she is. Um, <laughs> you have kept up with Claire. I have her, kept up. My I, sister's Instagram hashtag for her is keeping up with Claire and you have kept up. We have, I have kept up with Claire since the beginning, the early days. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, when you asked me what size I wanted for my suit, I had said, I think that I said the largest size you had just because, you know, I tend to, uh, be in like the 14, 16 range when it comes to bathing suits um, because there's a little bit more stretch. And you said, okay, you should size down. And I was like, no, trust me. And then you were kind of right. Like, I think when I get my next suit, like when I go purchase the um, Nantucket suit, which I'm eyeing, uh, I think I'll probably go down a size, which means that your largest size probably fits like an 1820. Are you thinking about expanding to, to an even bigger range of of plus for next season definitely and um a big reason I want to do that is because of Katie Storino who I learned about through you yeah I love her she's so fun to follow and um she's really encouraging brands to like why not go up to size from like two to 32 Mm -hmm. so I think that because we're small I'm trying to limit it to five sizes right now just because we have to do smaller production runs. Right. Um, and you want to make sure you like get it keep... right so that you can keep exactly. expanding. Exactly. And that's um, because we're small and 
self-funded, um, you know, a lengthier process than some of the bigger companies could do. But right. it just is mind boggling to me that they don't do it with all the resources they have. Anyway, that's yeah. a different. No, it's true. I mean, some of the well, some of the brands she calls out, I'm like, I know you guys have money. So like, what's the deal? Like, like right. Tory Burch make my size. Like, I'm pretty sure Tory Burch isn't like considered a scrappy startup you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) Tori Birch please Tori Birch tell me you have the money um so so if you want the Nantucket suit just text me I I have a connection I so appreciate the hookup but I'm I'm so happy with the Katama suit that I'm like give uh, just take my money I really like it um (laughs) I'm really excited so the other thing I wanted to ask was like sustainability was a huge part of your mission um, and mm-hmm. all of your suits are, uh, reversible, which is really cool. Um, and they're all made out of a hundred percent like recyclable materials, which is like yep. stuff that would end up going in the ocean, like plastic bottles, like fish nets. I have the dumbest mm-hmm. question, but I know that you can answer <laughs> it. How does a, <laughs> how does a plastic bottle become a <laughs> bathing suit? And how do you, and how do you, how did you, Lauren Browning make a swimsuit out of plastic bottles. These are the things that I think was like a, they were like Sesame street vignettes that I like didn't pay attention to. And now I'm like, you know, when they were like, here's how crayons are made. And I would be like, Oh, this is boring. (laughs) Like bring back cookie monster. I don't want to hear how crayons are made. And now (laughs) at like in my mid thirties, I'm like, so how, how are crayons made? So I want to know, how do you get, how do you, how do you make sure like, what are you doing to ensure that these suits actually are hundred percent made of recyclable materials? And like, how do you even like begin to uh, kind of structuring that like manufacturing logistic, uh, the whole thing? No, great question. Um, I had the same one because you see it everywhere now, like sustainable materials We're made of sustainable materials. We're eco-friendly but you're like, how? Like I'm like I'm drinking out of a plastic water bottle yeah. and it looks nothing like Yeah, this is not a bathing suit. Yeah, like how? This and is I'm... not a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very smart question. I had the same one. <laughs> um so it goes back to how you mentioned like we formed in twenty sixteen, but we didn't launch till twenty eighteen. It took us eighteen months to find sustainable fabric. We went into it being like we want to be sustainable, like that's really important to us because the fashion industry causes so much pollution and we were not about to you know if we're starting something building it on our own we want to do everything as like in our opinion like off on the right foot from the start like if we have this opportunity to build something like let's be really cognizant of what we're building yeah um so it took a really long time to find this fabric and we almost gave up too so like this is impossible tell tell me about that why did you almost give up what kind of what roadblocks were you running into like what was happening the fashion industry is stuck in a pre-internet time. It is so hard to find suppliers. Setting up a supply chain is actually a big reason why I decided to quit my full-time job, pursue Ricky Run full-time, and go to business school because I've always wanted to pursue Ricky Run full-time, but there's just certain things like supply chain management that are way above my head. Um, and... I finally like stumbled across, I, I went to Mood in, um, in New York City. Do you remember from Project Runway, they all would have to go to Mood to get their fabric before yes. they made garments? That was like the Whole Foods, yes. like the way that Whole Foods is for Top Chef when they're like, you have 30 minutes at Whole Foods. Like all, yes. the, all the designers would go to Mood to get their like buttons and their, and their rolls of fabric. I totally remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Mood. I was like, you know what? Let's go to Mood. <laughs> You're like, where do, I, where do I go? I go to Mood. Yeah, sure. That makes I sense. Go to, like literally my one project runway is the reason I went there. And this was after like, you know, doing a lot of online research um, and not in coming up short. Um, so I went there and I didn't find anything that I liked, but someone kind of like pulled me aside and was just like, if this is what you're looking for, you should try this. And I was like, wait, what? It's like, oh, why wow. is this so like secreted back alley? So there's this company called Carvico um, that's based out of Italy that makes sustainable fabric. So that's where they pointed, this person pointed me. They had a small office in New York. I went there in person and I looked at their swatch book. And then I, of course, was like, okay, so how does this actually work? Um, so they actually have 
they work with ocean conservation uh-huh. charities with this as well. And they also have like a team of divers <laughs> that go and like, no make sure like Yeah. It's really, really cool. Whoa. Um, I See, that's the thing that like, that's not, stuff. I bet a lot of people don't know that they literally like, I didn't know that. It yeah. kind of feels like lip service in a way, you know, like if you, I kind of thought it was like, well, you know, not not the way that you were saying it, but like every company that says, you know, something's made of plastic bottles. I just assume like, you know, you're projecting the like you're using plastic bottles and because you're using them to to like, you know, make this material, it means they won't end up in the ocean. But you're saying there are people who literally take what is in the From- ocean out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that is crazy to me. That's cool. It's great. Yeah, it's super cool. And so our fabric is made up of stuff like you said, like plastic water bottles, discarded fishing nets, but also like recycled fabrics that would have otherwise just gotten into a landfill. Mm. Um, what they do is they can kind of, I don't know if melt is the right word, um, but they get everything down to a certain composition yeah. and are able to turn it into a fiber, like a thread. And then they... Wow are able to make it into um, a fabric. I should be able to speak about that a little bit more eloquently. So no, um, it's no, actually I mean, like, isn't it? Like, it's kind of hard. Yeah, no, it right. feels it's, like it's, it's, it's kind of like we, like, it's like, it, it's, it makes sense why I have that question. It's like, it doesn't seem like it's a thing that can happen, but like, clearly it is. Right. And I was kind of like blown away when I actually learned about what the process was really like. And also, you know, I feel like a lot of companies like, this product that we're selling is made out of recycled materials. But for us, like I said, since we're building from the ground up, there's no rules here. We're just making it up as we go. Mm. Um, our prod, our, our material is um, sustainable, but all of our tags, the liners in the suits, the packaging that the suit comes in, yeah. um, all of that is also made out of either recycled paper. Um, our mailers are actually biodegradable. Um, and then even like the poly bags, which are the plastic bags that the suits get shipped to us in, mm-hmm. um, which are like super bad for the environment. Those are actually um, biodegradable as well. They're made out of like soy. So wow. we really were like, if we're going to say we're sustainable, we can't just like do this halfway. Like everything about what we're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and are there rules or laws um, in business about, you know, what happens if a company says we're a hundred percent sustainable or we use a hundred percent recyclable materials and it turns out that they don't? That's a good question. I actually don't know, but I'm, I bet there would be some sort of fine because you can't mislead your customers like that. Yeah. Like a better business bureau situation. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's so cool. Well, I love it. I'm so excited that like you feel like you kind of hit your stride this season and it means that you're going to expand in sizing and just like feeling like you're comfortable with the size charts that you made. And I think it says a lot for a small business, especially, you know, two women who like you know, up until a couple, not even a couple months ago, like really recently, you still had a full-time job. You were yep. <laughs> like, you know, like this wasn't, this wasn't your full-time. This was your passion project. And you kept this passion project going now for almost five years, actually five, five years. Exactly. And now, and you're really feeling now like you, you're kind of like on your game. Um, did you expect it to take five years to feel like you, you would hit your stride? That's a really good question. I didn't put a time limit from the start. I guess I just never pictured myself not having a full-time job. And this Mm. was always kind of like this little thing I did on the side, but it started growing and it also makes me happy. And I don't get me wrong. My old job was amazing. The people I worked with, like I'll be in touch with for a really long time. I mean, I'm still talking to you from our my first job. Multiple jobs ago. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Multiple jobs ago. Um, and when you did the intro, it actually reminded me, remember when we'd go to the gym before work and yeah. just like walk on the treadmills <laughs> together? That was so fun. Yeah. Lauren and I had a, like a two week long thing where we would like meet at the New York health and racket club on 23rd and 6th and like gossip on the treadmill walking like 1.5 miles an hour, which was the best. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And we would awesome. go to lunch and, and it was really, and it was really, really fun. And like, I just, that was such a long time ago and you really like 
passion projects while we've you both come a long way. We've both like, come a long way. Look at me. Look at me come talking. Um, but I get it. And I've been there too. And I think a lot of listeners can relate. Like, you know, they say like, you know, do what you love, but even the stuff that you love is still work. And when you're self-funding a project, and I sometimes think of writing a book as a, as a self-funded project because oh, totally. when you write a book, they kind of, they don't, like you can't, unless you're like an Ellen Hildebrand or, you know, Eat, Pray, Love. Those are the two authors I can think of off the top of my head. Awesome. Awesome <laughs> job. Um, unless you're people who, like you're a, in the top, you know, 0.5% of writers who can just say, hey, I have an idea and a publishing company is like, sure, do it. Here's your advance. You have to write the book before you can get the money. And so a lot of that is like working for free, right? You're like putting your heart yep. and soul into this project that you're not getting paid to do. And a lot of times you're thinking like, you know, am I wasting my time? Is this a good use of my time? Right. Like, could I be doing something else that's a little bit more lucrative, a little faster? And I think it's amazing that you kept going until you felt like you really got it right. Um and based yeah. on my hot tub time with my Ricky <laughs> Rum suit, I feel like you really did get it right. And I'm excited to see what's next for you guys. Thank you. I know uh, it's so true. Like you're like, should I be, should I have stayed in the job that, you know, had great benefits and was yeah. paying me well, but yeah. it wasn't, I was getting stretched too thin. I wasn't giving my all to either. Yep. And um, I've only been jobless. Um well, full-time jobless um, for the past six weeks. And honestly, I have like this new energy and I Mm. am working on Ricky Rum seven days a week, minus the honeymoon where Marissa really took over, which was amazing. Um, But I, I'm so, I'm so energized by it and it's so much fun. But I will say like there are moments daily for the most part where like major imposter syndrome sneaks in and you're like, who am I? to start a swimwear company like who do I think I am um so it's just like working through that constantly saying you know what every person who started something or rarely has someone started something where they were already like this expert in it (laughs) they start something because they see a need or they have a passion and um you just have to keep going forward and like you said about proving yourself as a writer and you know unless you're like the Ellen Hildebrand where you get the advance like same thing with starting a company like you're self-funding it. Like you really have to, it's, it means so much to you because like it's, everything that you have yeah. is going into it yeah. and you have to prove to people why they should yeah. invest in you as well. And I will say shout out to Ellen Hildebrand who did not, Love her. did not start as, you know, the top like beach read book author. She has said numerous times in numerous interviews with me and with other people about how her first like five books, like totally flopped. Like imagine writing like five whole books and like nothing happens. You kind of assume after that, that like you just don't, you're not good at this. Like this isn't, you know, like if, if you write five books and not one of them goes anywhere, like, I don't know for me, I would be like, maybe I, and this is not my, this is not my calling, but you know, she, I'm so glad that wasn't her reaction totally. because I am obsessed with her. <laughs> Who isn't? We love her. Uh, but she, she had a hit and then all of a sudden everyone started reading, you know, her back catalog. And I mean, that was kind of what happened with me. Like, you know, on her 11th book, I think I found in target. And then I was like, what else has she written? And I realized 10 more books. And I think when it's very hard to be like, oh yeah, no, just keep going because Sometimes there is a point where you're like, at what point do I give up? At what point do I become a realist and say, this isn't working for me? And I think that like, because so much of what we hear is the, the success stories. Like I always think of, um, Leslie Odom Jr. Who played Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Like that was his last, he basically said like, that was my last audition before I just like gave up and like got a real job and like went on with my life. Like, you know, how long do you spend before you're like this? No one's hiring me. Like how, you know, how, how can I, this is my dream and this is what I want to do, but I'm not doing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, your life changes. So Mm -hmm. I think especially with writing books, with auditioning, um, for shows, with creating 
uh, an item of clothing that you really hope hits its audience, you're like, well, if I give up now, like, what if it's the next one? You know, like, what if it's what if it's like one more iteration of this? And then and then I have my hit. And so I, I totally get it. So like it's not it's no small accomplishment to have stuck with it for so long, to have tried so many different things and to have found success where you are right now. And you also didn't just quit your job. You're going to business school. Yes. And thank you. I really appreciate that. Cause I, like I said, I feel like I have like this inner conflict totally. at least once a day. Totally. Don't we all? We um, all do. yeah. But yeah, I decided business school was the right move because I guess that's a kind of the realist in me creeping up a little bit saying like, okay, if I need to give this a real shot mm. and the business school I'm going to will let me work on my company and have students work on it with me, which would wow. be great because there's only two of us right now. And there's, we're doing the job of like 50 different people. Um, cool. So I thought that was a good opportunity. Yeah. So that kind of looked great. And then I was like, if this doesn't work out, I'll have an MBA and we'll <laughs> be able to get a job. That's right. But I have to know, what item did you bring to G Thanks Just Bought It? So I brought the back buddy. The back um, buddy. The back buddy. Okay. It is a contraption. It is <laughs> funky looking. Okay. It is maybe like, it's a giant S shape and huh. it's probably three feet long. I would say a three and foot it has all long these... giant. I have to Google this while we're talking because I'm like <laughs> a three foot long. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it like a shark tank product? Like the back buddy. I actually didn't know if it was on shark tank. Let's say. Um, the bu- so the, the back buddy came into my life a couple Christmases ago. So um, Wyatt was reading this book called tribe of mentors, okay. which I still haven't read. It looks like an encyclopedia and, <laughs> I'm the slowest reader in the world. So I was like, that's not for me. Um, but he was looking, he was reading about this one guy who swears by this product. He had them in like every room of his house, like in his bathroom, in his office, in his car. Cause he, like, he's a guy who loves massages. I love, my back is constantly in knots. Like I love Same. a good massage. So yeah. Wyatt and I were doing $25 Christmas gifts or $30 Christmas gifts that year because we were on a budget. And because um, all my money was going to Ricky Ram. Sure. And we're like, okay, let's do $25 Christmas gifts. And he gives me this thing, and I don't really know what to say because it looks like a torture device. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks, honey. Yeah. You're like, what is, it, what is, what is this about? Um, okay. What, it, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> and it's actually been the best present I've ever gotten. All the different knobs, like there's a little booklet that shows you how to use it. And it just, if you like a deep tissue massage, if you just have like knots that will not get out and your partner or friend or whoever is sick of rubbing your back, <laughs> this is the thing for you. Wow. And it is just like it, like you hook it around your shoulder and you just like go to town on that knot. And it is, it's like a miracle device. Like I want more of them. Can you? I want them in every room of my house. <laughs> Can you ever get it wrong? Like I'm afraid with my no. back that I like will like fuck it up more. So like, okay. So I'm looking at a picture of it. I have seen these before because I used to do physical therapy and like, I know that these were there. Um, 12 page manual included. Okay. So, yes, two, so there's a page two, manual. 11 knobs in three different shapes. It's a full body. Does it help your lower back? Yes. Okay. I like to use like these two knobs that you can put on either side of your spine. And I do that on my lower back and I think it feels really good. Wow. I never thought these are the things that I'm like, I would see and I would be like, that looks scary. So what? It is scary. Oh, it's super scary. And I love that this <laughs> was why it's Christmas gift. This is exactly the kind of gift like Dan would get me like so practical, like, like <laughs> where am I supposed to put this? But like so good too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, no jewelry, oh, no, you know, no, like nothing sexy. Like here's this back massager. Okay. So I'm going to watch this YouTube. I'm trying- Whoa. It just got really loud on my end. Okay. So I just put on this YouTube video that shows like how to use it. Um, wow. Okay. 
really pointy that I'm still too afraid of and I don't use that one but all the other ones I can attest have just like relieved so much pressure in my back do you have to move it like what no is one the, else will. what's the movement of it though like what is it like okay so so say you wake up your back's a little like eh, from your sleep or like maybe you you know all the flights that you took on your way back from your honeymoon sort of like triggered some pain in your back what how do you use like what take me through the routine of like okay I pick it up and I do this and then this is what I do and for how long so for me um I get a lot of tension in my upper back near my neck and there's like one knob that like I just put it in like the spot that's hurting me and I really don't move it that much it's more of just like applying pressure and like slowly moving in a circle I guess okay um so it just kind of hits the knot at the center and just kind of releases wow all the tension and how long does it take it works it's weird <laughs> I will do it I mean like well you have to do it yourself so like I get tired um <laughs> can Wyatt know? do it for you like can another person use the back buddy on you or is it a true yes so okay no okay. someone can use it on you okay it might be a little awkward but he has like when I couldn't get the right angle he helped me out That's so cute. um <laughs> well like it's either that he does that or he gives me a back massage every day. Like that's just where, sure. you know, look, that's one marriage. or the other. Yeah, for sure. That's marriage. So, um, cause yeah, I've always had like back issues. Who doesn't? Right. Um, and it's just nice to have that, uh, daily massage. Wow. So, um, it's just, yeah, it's a slow movement. I'll do it for like 10 minutes and then I'll kind of stretch my back out and then I feel so much better. Huh? I mean, I just like, I usually get a lot. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to brag a little bit here if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> last time I was at physical therapy, my physical therapist said, and I quote, I have never seen a body so tense. Every single muscle in your body is, oh, no. <laughs> is tight. How do you live like this? And I was like, thank you so much for asking. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> apparently I am like the eighth wonder of the world in terms of not loose body. Um, Caroline, we gotta. Fix I know. That. I need to. I need to put myself in like a chamber that's like just gonna shake me. Could the back body like replace that whole like process of like, I don't know. I think like so. a floor exercise. No, I, I, like, do you do it like standing up? Like, it's a standing up thing. You can sit down. You can stand up as long as you can like get it to reach where you need it to. And hurt so good. It's funny you say that because I've literally said those exact words about the back buddy to Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, like you're like I'm in so much pain, but it's the best. Yeah, you're like don't stop. World. This rules. Also, don't stop. I'm dying. Yeah, I. Yeah, it, it was exactly. like I was like screaming in like ecstasy. I guess is like the only way that I could say it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I didn't want her to stop, but it also really fucking hurt um really hurt yep no that's exactly what this is it's like made for people I think like us who carry you a lot of tension yours is in your lower back yep. mine's up near my neck okay and um and yeah I think that's what it's it's, it's not for people who like if you want to go get a massage and you want like the light touch like you want the massage where they're like walking on your back where they're putting their elbow in like that's if that's you, this is for you. If you like the light little touch, mm-hmm. this is not for you. Okay. This is for, this is, this is like a strong woman's uh, adventure. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm looking, they also, strong have, woman's adventure. they also have like the foot massagers. Those are the other things like, uh, you know, when you're walking on the, um, like those Adidas sandals with like the, the little like nubs that people oh, used yeah. to wear in the shower. Those like always really hurt me. Um, Always. But they were good for your feet. Um, yeah, this is very interesting. This, I feel like someone I knew had that. Like, it's definitely one of those things that, like, I would have thought this was like a coat rack or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's super bizarre looking. Yeah. And it does take up space. But what's nice is since it's an S shape, I just hang it in my closet. Yes. Just right on the bar. Yep. Um, so it can be stored easily. And I think that you either get a really negative or really positive reaction to it. Like my mom used it and she does not like a strong, like deep tissue okay. pull. And she was like, Whoa, 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 what is this? And then I've had other friends, you, my sister, she's like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Like, okay. it just depends. Um, it's not for everyone, okay. but if you do carry a lot of tension in your back, I think it'll be your new best friend. If you do carry a lot of tension in your back and if you've also like experienced a deep tissue massage and it really helped you, this is a yeah. way to do it uh, 
for yes. way, way cheaper. Um, I yes. can't wait to this try this. This is also this. not to be confused with the massager that Kate Bayer. <laughs> yes, this is not. This with. is not a vibrator, nor does it look like one. This unless is not a- flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Unless you're into that sort of thing, I assume you know <laughs> anything could really be a sex toy if you wanted it to be. This does not lend itself, I think overtly to being a sex toy no um that episode by the way was still like I was walking in New York listening to it and people <laughs> were staring at me because I was laughing so hard <laughs> I got so many it was I, so good I got people reaching out to me like from college being like cool episode on the vibrator I'm like oh okay thank you um yeah a very popular <laughs> Kate Bayer with the recommendations first the garden witch overalls then the the magic She's wand the vibrator she's killing it I'm excited to try this like my back really is a huge problem. Dan has like hip issues. We're like a mess. Like I think oh, no. once we turned 30, you know, people joke like, oh, wow, it's all downhill from here. It is kind of all downhill from here. Everything hurts like all the time. Um, no, I feel you. I'm turning 30 this year, but I got it prematurely. Like after 28, <laughs> my body just like started rejecting me. <laughs> you're, you're you're an early bloomer. Um I'm an early bloomer. One of my questions for you is, um, does it, has it changed, you know, what, what other things are you doing aside from the back buddy to sort of like make yourself more comfortable and feel better? Like, it, does it change the way that you, like your posture? Do you ha- like, do you hunch over at your desk? Or are you a little bit more aware of that? Like, how has it sort of like, uh, I don't know, in informed how you kind of deal with that pain in situations where you can't easily grab this tool because I assume you're not like traveling with it you're not you know like you can't like throw it in your bag like it's not it's like a thing for at home so what do you do when you're like out and about and you're in pain so I wish I was more cognizant of like my posture and stuff because I definitely do hunch when I'm sitting driving like I even when I'm driving, like sometimes if my mom's a girl, she'll literally tap my shoulder to like relax it. She's like, why are you hunched while you're driving? Yeah, like your shoulders are like touching Um, your ears. Like I find that too. It's like everything's like all up in my head. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, I haven't been to physical therapy for my back in a while now, but I used to go and I just got some stretches that really work for me. So if I'm not at home, if I'm traveling, I've honestly done it like, in public places where I lay down on my back and I kind of do a bridge and like, you know, pull my hips down one vertebrae at a time and then crack my knees left and right. Um, I I definitely have done that um, in parking lots um, (laughs) on a tennis court before. Like if I have no shame just because it's like, there's nothing worse than like a shooting back pain. Like how are you supposed to do anything? So that's kind yeah. of my go-to when I'm not at home. Unfortunately, I wish I had a better, less embarrassing uh, solution. Look, but know, I just you, get on the ground. You already have a successful bathing suit company. You're going to business school. You know, make a make a travel back pain tool. And here's my free idea. I for really you. should. I'll invest. I clearly I, I def- need it. <laughs> what do you think? What do you make of all of those um, companies that make those like little little posture things that you like stick to your back? And it like, I don't think it would help me. I don't think it would help me either. My um, brother-in-law's girlfriend, Jenny, really wants to get one. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll see if she and she's studying for the bar right now. So she's doing a lot of sitting and hunching so I'll text her and see if she actually got one and get her take on it I personally don't think it would work on me I don't know I mean so I get um chronic migraines I go to an neurologist and get Botox because that's like the only thing that uh works Mm -hmm. uh, at least for me and I do when I do get it injected some of it goes into my um shoulders and upper back because there's so much 
muscle tension there that can actually cause migraines. So that helps too. Have you noticed a huge different difference in your migraines since doing the consistent oh, Botox? 100%. Really? Yeah, I've been doing it for five and a half years now. So I started when I was at BI. I was getting 15 to 20 migraines a month. I was getting <gasps> sick in the bathroom because oh I was like so – I would get vertigo at work. Yeah, it was not good. Um, I, It was very debilitating. So this like totally changed my life. I get maybe like three migraines a month now, which is way better than 15 to 20. So Wow. Uh, it, if anyone wants to have chronic migraine, <laughs> DM me and we can – we'll get you set up with a good neurologist. Yeah, I'm sure people out there are migraine sufferers. I've I've not been a mig- – I don't get migraines, but I've gotten bad headaches. Um and they're so horrible and I can't imagine it anything worse. And I know that migraines are worse. So it's like baffling to me that there's like still no it's wild. big fix to that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's crazy that the big treatment for it is like poison. Yeah. <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's totally safe how they do it. Um, yeah, but it's but like, Botox I mean, that's a big thing to do. You it's know? a big thing. Yeah. And. It's so funny. My my friend was getting some cosmetic Botox done, and she's like, oh, I got nine units. How many do you get when you go to see – because like, what I get is totally covered by insurance. I go to a neurologist. She's like, how many units do you get when you go to a neurologist? And I was like, I honestly don't know. So I asked the next time. I was like, yeah, my friend got nine. How many do I get? She's like, you get 200. <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah. Are you gonna look like a real housewife? Like, are but are you even asking like, hey, like, can we make sure that I still look like a human after all is said? So, I I know. I will say ninety five percent of it goes into like the back of my skull and my shoulders. Okay, there's like a few shots that okay. go in my forehead. Um, so I will say my forehead does not move. Okay. But the rest of my face is very expressive. I think it does enough <laughs> to make up for the lack of forehead movement, wow. in my opinion. So, Were you nervous at all yeah. when you started doing Botox when you were like 24? Yeah. So the more you do it, the more it wears off. So now that I've been doing it for five years, like my eyebrows have regained some movement. Nice. But in the beginning, my eyebrows did not move. And why it was just like, I don't know if you're mad. I don't know (laughs) if you're surprised. I don't know if you're happy. He was like very thrown off. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. And now you feel like I've regained some, uh, I've regained some emotion in my eyebrows. Thank goodness. I mean, that's, (laughs) that is excellent news. I already know that the title of this episode (laughs) is going to be bathing suits, the back buddy and Botox with Lauren Browning. Um, I love it. Yes. Lauren, this was I learned so much about like bathing suits, how to make bathing suits out of recyclable materials. I feel like I actually like took in that information. You told us all about the back buddy, the Botox for migraines. If you guys have questions about that, please hit up Lauren on Instagram. I'll link her Instagram. But I know that you also wanted to extend um, something special to the G Thanks listeners. Um, Why don't you let everybody know what that is? Yes. So if any of you are interested in getting a Ricky Rum bathing suit, and Ricky Rum is R-I-C-K-I-R-U-M, named, like Caroline said, after my late father, Rick, um, in honor of him, because he inspired me to get this whole thing going. Um, If you are interested in getting one of those suits, if you want to use the code GTHANKS2021 uh, through the end of the month, it will get you free shipping on your order. And if you have any questions about sizing or anything, just DM us. We'll get back to you right away. Or you can email us, swim at rickyrum.com. You know, our answer to like the one piece, you know, catastrophe of 2018 (laughs) was that we we didn't make one last year because we're like, we still can't get this right. And then this year, we still weren't. We didn't love it. We weren't like 100% confident in it to mm-hmm. put it out there. So we're like, what if we made a fake one piece, which is our Katama suit? Yep. It's a high-waisted bottom. It is a kind of crop top-esque top. Yeah. And it shows just a sliver of uh, of skin in the middle, but yeah. it really kind of, it, it, it's our pseudo one piece. You know, yeah. it kind and that's of, it's the almost like a modern tankini yes um and i love it i wear the top as a top with high-waisted pants sometimes um, oh my gosh so smart i should do that yeah like i put like yeah high-waisted pants or shorts and then i throw like a 
a jean shirt over it yeah. just wear that open um little summer look in Fun. case anyone wants <laughs> styling <laughs> tips by me I will say too <laughs> the thing about that top is I'm always I'm always so iffy about tops like that because always on the models I'm like okay it looks like a shirt on her and then when I put it on it like kind of like just wrap like tucks itself under my boobs that that is not the case with the Katama top um it actually does it hits right above my belly button um and then with the high-waisted bottoms and I've paired it with both the bottoms that you sent me and then also my favorite high-waisted bottoms from um, Old Navy that I pair with like all of my bathing suit tops it does really kind of give like it does not ride up it doesn't get like stuck under my boobs Mm -hmm. it stays um, where it's supposed to be and it really does kind of give me the um feeling of like full coverage while also very clearly not being a one piece bathing suit so I feel like while you're figuring out the one piece this was such a great alternative like I I put it on and immediately knew what you were doing and I really loved it so um if that's something that you're looking for if you've never found a one piece that really like fits your body the way that you want it to try the Katama suit from Ricky Rum um it is as close as you can get to a one piece while still being a two piece. And I don't know. I love it. I have it in black rib. It's very chic. Thank you. No, that's exactly what we were going for. Um, And yeah, I think it's kind of different. It's fun. And I'm glad you like it so much. The black rib, again, the material is super soft. Yeah. Um, And I will say one thing though, all of our suits have been reversible to date and the Katama is the bottoms are the tops aren't because of the cups, but I tried it out. I turned mine inside out and it still works. It still works. I can't market it as reversible, but it actually, there were no weird seams. So just saying. You know what? Like if you get the Katama and you turn it inside out to wear it, let us know. I'm interested. It should still work. Yeah. It should still work. Take a picture. (laughs) Take a picture. Tag on Instagram. Lauren, thank you so much for coming to Do Thanks Just Bought It. I'm so excited to have you in LA. Um, And I'm so excited that we finally made this episode happen. And congratulations on all of your success. 